you are off on the count. I'm just going to point that out right so all of our listeners know <laughs> we have a special guest today. And he was special off on the is count. The key word. He was off on the count. We gave him one task to do to start the podcast, <laughs> and he already uh, messed it up. I mean, you, you gave I mean... me instructions, right? Once, and then and then we go. There was no practice run here. I got one. Yeah. When I got you get one. To this level of professionalism, sir. We have expectations for a performance do, level. Do you realize how much content we put out regularly? For you to come in here to our house. I'm sorry. It, I'm sorry. Like you know, my my effort is just going to be a reflection of the, uh, you know, refreshments oh. you had in the green room. So, oh, oh well, yeah, that's oh. that's actually oh. fair. Yeah. <laughs> Two cans yeah. of anchovies and a bottle of Capri Sun. These Reds coming in here all entitled and stuff. Yeah, I want I want to have a basket of fresh fruit, preferably imported, and a peacock. And they all need to be feather. cut into the shape of doves. I'm good with just yellow M&M's. You should have seen M&Ms. this guy's list. <laughs> just yellow m M&M's. Oh, oh, it's worse than I thought. Oh, my God. Oh, man. But as you can hear, you have your normal goof-offs here. You've got Simi. You've got King Monkey. But we have a special guest. Why don't you introduce yourself for the whole world to hear? Hey, this is Belogin here. Uh, you've probably seen me quite a bit around RPG crossings. He's relatively new, you know, basically a yellow by Discord standards. Pretty much, the pretty baby. much. A wee baby. <laughs> yeah, I was kind of hoping you'd introduce me. I'd, I'd love to hear you botch my name. You know, that's the, the joy of having an odd username. <laughs> well, no, no, I wanted you to say it so I could tell you you're wrong, like everyone does me all the time. Please welcome our guest for today, Blowgun. Blowgun, baloney, <laughs> It's Belogan. 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 Welcome there we Behelogan. go. There we go. Sorry. It sounded like you just said Hadouken. Basically, only with a B, Badouken. Hadouken. Yes, and it's our special guest, Hadouken. I love it. That's it's all canon now. As as you know, if you listen to the show, you probably don't. (laughs) (laughs) We 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 here at RPGX Radio set the standard for what is official on the site. So that is now the official way to say your name. I'm, I'm sorry, that's just what it is. Oh, no, I appreciate it, no problem. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, in, in tradition, traditional fashion of the podcast itself, we don't really structure things. <laughs> so, yeah, that's a, in that's that a tradition... That's a generous and gentle way of putting it. We, we are, we are going to jump ahead to our... Our our first bit of the show, which is our It's a Verbs, Random Verb of the Week. And I'm going to make you give us the sentence this week, Logan. Oh, I'm going to just lean back over here. (laughs) So your random verb of the week is a point. A point. Hmm. A point. All right. Peter the Druid had to appoint a caretaker, a caretaker to watch his vineyard while he went out on his adventures. Thank you. Very well done. Very well King done. Monkey, did you see how easy that was? I no, I counted. The, I counted the, <laughs> the the blank space there, which I'm you sure are... you're going to edit out, so it makes me look like I'm just being sour grapes over here. But oh, definitely, yeah. It's going to look like it's going to sound like he said it immediately, and yeah. To be fair, to be fair, I work in cells. I'm plenty capable of talking out of my can at a moment's notice. Did you say out of your Canada? Out of my can, not Canada. Oh. Is there a difference? <laughs> Yeah, I, I'll talk out of Canada over here. 
oh man, you're going to fit right in here. <laughs> yeah, we sounding like you know what you're talking about is the only qualification for being on this podcast. So, congratulations. Congratulations, you fit right in. Let's get to the reason that you're here, though. about outplay 2020 outplay 2020 <laughs> we need like a, in a world we need like a morning dj kind of you know they have those <laughs> fanfare or something that they do for the stupid radio contest we need one of those definitely hey hey are you doing anything logan why don't you why don't you do something for us for sounds <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean you're, you're not busy right just throw something out there i don't know no no not at all <laughs> Outplay 2020! Oh yeah, brother! <laughs> nice. There we go. <laughs> Perfect. I'm going to have to throw that in every episode this month. <laughs> the ogre attacks. <laughs> Cue below it. <laughs> <laughs> but we are, we're going to cover specifically this year's outplay, and we figured since... You know, King Monkey and I don't do any prep for this show. We should bring someone who knows something about what happened this year on. And to help with sort of a structure, I guess, we're going to cover round zero and round one this week. Next week, we'll cover round two. You can guess what happens next. We cover round seven, and then we cover round two, and then we cover round one again. Wait. That's right, right? Wait. Math is not my strong suit, but... I feel like that's right. I think I... Are you sure? You're... Okay. I, I, yeah, I don't know. I'll defer I to your expertise. Hey, they're somewhere. Okay. Yeah, it, the the information is in there somewhere in that range of numbers is is the right out right order. I don't know. It's Whatever numbers. We don't work for NASA. It doesn't matter yeah. if we <laughs> come on. Whatever. It, th- these are words, not numbers. They don't mix. Phantom Tollbooth. Sorry, did you ever see the animated movie The Phantom Tollbooth, where the the kid gets sucked into a cartoon world. At one point, they're in the kingdom of numbers where words are somehow illegal. And at one point, they go to the kingdom of words where numbers are illegal. No. Okay. I don't remember it, but it sounds vaguely familiar. Maybe maybe someone used it for a D&D plot. Maybe. The kingdom of numbers <laughs> and the kingdom of words. Someone decided to have an, sounds fun. an educational D&D game on, on RPG. That sounds awesome. Okay, okay. Uh, Birch, stay off that idea. That's ours. <laughs> all all rights reserved. All rights reserved to Simeon King Monkey, the only people that matter. And and you know, so you know you're just a special guest, Belogan, sorry. Yeah, no problem. I know my place. Okay. I know my place. <laughs> oh yes, man, this is great. Yeah. Having someone who understands what they're supposed to do. Oh He's been looking for this for a while. <laughs> Why don't you give us just a, a rundown of how you came to be the head honcho over outplay this year yeah so outplay planning typically starts at the start of the year in january uh with the reds we get together and say you know we got to start thinking about this early uh generally by february there's a thread that goes up and everyone says yeah we should start planning (laughs) then it turns out to be kind of like the old radio show bit where everyone holds their hand on the card so you can hold out the longest to to win the prize at the end, and it kind of comes down to you know who finally just says enough waiting. I'll take over. And we'll write the story. <laughs> so sometimes, it oh well, <laughs> but Logan didn't show up to the meeting this week. Guess he's and running he's it. Got it. He's got it. 
So typically we have an idea of what we want to do once the previous year's outplay has has wrapped up. But then it's just kind of waiting around to see, does anybody have an idea they're really excited with, they want to, they want to run with? And uh, the idea of running a, you know, kind of a level one campaign trying to get into an adventures guild using the, uh, you know, website name kind of as a, as a ploy came to me once we wrapped up Outplay 2019 last year. And I kind of kept that in the back of my head and you figure, you know, we'll wait and see how the planning goes. If anyone's got any strong opinions uh, of which way they like to run with this thing. So uh, that happened this year. You know, we started with threads in January, kicked off, started planning February. We get to, you know, March, April. And I'm finally like, all right, guys, if you're okay with it, with the idea we've talked about, I'll just run it. And everyone's like, sure. Yep. You said so first. So you got it. <laughs> <I'll pack off. laughs> no take backs. <laughs> And so that's kind of how the, the, the planning phase started. Once, once you have an idea of your overall story, then you have to break it down, uh, you know, into the different rounds you have out and out play that focus on, uh, you know, the different pillars of, of adventuring. Um, we also typically run a poll to find out what systems people are going to play because that can throw a, a wrench in your story. If you're writing something that's only going to work in a fantasy setting, you know, it gets a little bit more difficult to rewrite that story once you throw in something like Mutants and Masterminds or Shadowrun. So we typically open that up early in the year and then try to find out if the system runs, who do we need to get in here to help flush out the story, make it parallel, make it fit uh, for the, the various systems we are uh, potentially going to run. So that's kind of the, the uh, planning phase. And I think I've talked enough. I forgot the original question. <laughs> no, you, it was, it was, how did you decide to head up outplay this go. year? And, and you actually segued right into the next thing I was going to ask anyway, is the planning that goes into it. Cause I was curious. I wasn't sure how all that worked out. Cause I haven't been on that side of things yet. You got anything, King Monkey? Or are you just going to sit there and be quiet? I'm mostly just eating popcorn. Enjoying <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yeah, that tracks. That tracks. <laughs> it's not about him, so he's just going to stay quiet until someone asks him. <laughs> I'm going to wait until an inopportune moment to jump in with a fart joke. So Not time to derail yet. Yeah, <laughs> I know my place. I know my place. It's getting awfully serious. Let me get my get kazoo. <laughs> oh, I, I wish that wasn't so true. <laughs> we all have our roles to play. Had you been either a judge or a participant in outplay before this year? Yeah. So my first experience in outplay was 2015 as a player. Um, that was the first year that D&D 5th &D, uh, edition was running on the site in outplay. And really, that's the system that kind of brought me to to the website to, to play on RPG Crossing. Oh, cool. And made it to the finale that year where we had to jump in with the other systems. So we also had Pathfinder running that year, uh, 3.5, D&D, and Shadowrun as well. So it was a bit of an interesting combination last round of the, the Mishmash yeah. systems. Lots of D&D &D and Shadowrun. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're all in the same theme, and there's Shadowrun over there. We're that big was... fans of Shadowrun. Yeah. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> yeah. Massive fan. I mean, you don't even understand the half of it. Yeah. Actually, that episode's come out now, so you probably do understand exactly how much we like Shadowrun. I'll just say you guys are definitely not cowards. <laughs> <laughs> we have opinions. That's right. And therefore, we must speak them. It's the internet, right? Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah, this is the best of all worlds. Yep. So that was 2015. 2016, I was invited in to help with uh, organizing and putting the story together. So, you know, I, I only had one year as a player before I kind of jumped on, on the organizer uh, planner side of things. Hmm. Um, that year was infamous for having the Flux Arcana Rift Transducer. Speaking of fart jokes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, I was like, there's something there. Hold on, what is it's, going? It's okay, there. yeah, it's I got there. it. <laughs> yeah, 
Uh, you know, and I think a lot of my work uh, in, in helping to organize and run, that's part of why I got uh, asked to, to be a red afterwards. So joined as a moderator at that point, oh, kind of midway through. You, you poor thing. I'm so sorry. So glutton for punishment. <laughs> Apparently. 2017, uh, I wrote the story and ran out play as well. Uh, the following year, I, I jumped out. Um, we had uh, Roners wanted to run the, the Mega Dungeon, and I'm just stepping stepped back yes. from that. And said, "All right, you do your thing." <laughs> on the, on. Uh, 2019, jumped back in as a, a DM and one of the judges, and then uh, yeah. So this year, 2020, organizer uh, and DM. Cool, cool. Yeah, I mean that's pretty easy way, pretty easy following. Ah, I can't get my words out. What am What am I trying to say, King Monkey? Pretty easy path to follow is what I'm trying to say. There you go. <laughs> Man, well see, explained. You, well, Welcome to the behind-the-scenes stuff, where you get to see just how horrible we actually sound. <laughs> I was, to be honest, I was just content. I was just content to watch you flounder, and just I was, I was letting the the joke unfold like a flower. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Well, the, tell us a little bit about the the setup for this year. You kind of touched on it a little bit—the idea of an adventures guild recruiting. One thing I've always liked about Outplay is sort of the the consistent thread between years where there's always like some cosmic thing that's big and connects all the stuff together. I think that's a really cool aspect of Outplay. Uh, so how did you settle? It was an idea you had, but like, how did you kind of develop that into what it came out to be? Well, we looked at, you know, the, the continuous thread of events. Um, you know, it gets hard at some point to have a, a, a multi-dimensional shattering event every single year. And we said, you know, last year we had this this major thing with the Circle of Nine. They were finding a new member and it was a big to-do. Um, you know, how does that impact the, the little guy, the, the beginning adventures? And that's where we jumped into this year's adventure. We still had the, the main thread story going on in the background. But then we had uh, a peek at what it means for the vast majority of people in the world and how this impacts them. And so the decision, the, the way the story kind of flowed was we had the nine, they got their new member, but their forces working against them. And it's kind of made everything else in the world fall apart. And so to counter that, uh, adventuring guilds are becoming very popular and sprouting up all over the place. And so we created the adventuring guild of the Crossing Companions. And the goal was going to be to have people apply to uh, get in and have a position um, with the Crossing Companions Adventuring Guild. So that's that's kind of the start. And then from there, we, we pick a flow. How do we break this down into to rounds and uh, make a story that comes along that brings our, our players through where we can still kind of eliminate them? Because, you know, at the end of the day, outplay is kind of like uh, one of these reality television show contests where people get voted off every round. <laughs> So you have to have a way that makes sense for people to be leaving as they kind of get peeled off as you get down to your, your finale. Yeah. You really made me want to have a moment where they just have that speak to the camera segment where they just have, <laughs> they, they play their game and then they have a separate post about just talking about how they felt about that round or something like that, you know? Oh my goodness. That would be fabulous. <laughs> yeah. You should do, do a big brother or a yeah. big reality show type version for, for the next year. You know, cause as judges and organizers, we get, we kind of get that. We get a lot of feedback and outside talk from the, the players throughout mm -hmm. the event. Yeah. And we, we know where they're at and know who's happy and who's upset and what's going on, but that's not, uh, that's not visible to the general public. Probably definitely some of it probably for the best. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll just go ahead and, and, and apologize because I know I've been on the bad end of that thing a lot of times, <laughs> you know, and I think we all have. <laughs> yeah. Any... Well, I, I, well, I usually try and 
take what I see as a potential bad thing and be the person who's willing to take the punishment for it. Because someone needs to. If I, if it's if I'm seeing it, someone else has to see it as well. And so at least getting some of that clarity, I feel, is always worth it. And I don't mind being a whipping boy. It's sort of what I do around here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so it, it's usually not with malicious intent on my part, I will say. But I know I probably have a reputation. Well, the, one of the things that we talk about in my work is assume positive intent. So sometimes when you get uh, feedback... That sounds like heresy. It sounds like... Yeah, it sounds like an awful lot more work than just reacting anyway, but... <laughs> yeah, just assume everyone's always against you and you're never wrong. Right. That's a way of doing it. Yeah, <laughs> it's a way. But recognize that when you get feedback, the person giving it is probably doing it with the intention of positivity or, or trying to provide help of some sort, even if it is coming across all wrong, you know? And there is that aspect of it. Um, the the challenge, especially as organizers, but you know, having experience from the player side is really helpful to understand, is that it is a competition, and that can make everything much more emotionally impactful uh, to the people participating, mm-hmm. and they're going to feel like everything's personal, even when it when it's not. Oh yeah. And so oh, yeah. you always end up with a few people that that kind of realize, you know, maybe this type of competitive game isn't the thing for me, but they don't discover it till they're they're in the middle of it. And during this episode, I'm gonna I've got uh, audio from Wishkaman and Daquilina as well, and I'm gonna intersplice some of their comments into some of this stuff as well. And one of the interesting things I talked about, or we talked about actually, excuse me, with Daquilina, someone talked about, was the 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 sort of balancing act of what to judge, how to judge, how much transparency to have, and how it's really hard to do that in a subjective thing like role-playing games Mm -hmm. and there is no good single way to do it and it comes down to what does a player like feedback wise whether they're going to like a year's outplay or not right exactly and as an organizer when you're giving feedback or or giving insight into how you do things the more transparent you are the more you open yourself up for criticism and people to disagree with you i mean it's almost like if you're parents with teenagers uh, which i happen to be it doesn't matter what your reason is. They're going to disagree with you and have their counter reasons. And at a point, you just have to say, you know what? Fair enough. I don't need yeah. you to agree with my reasons. They're still my reasons. This is the way it is. Yeah. It's like trying to argue with a flat earther. Like, you're never going to win, even though you've got all the right points on your side. And even when you yeah. win, you still lose in arguments. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, I I like arguing. So perhaps I think you're wrong. <laughs> Was that too transparent? Sorry. <laughs> no, I learned from doing debate when you're arguing with people. You're not trying to convince or change the mind of the person you're arguing with against and frankly shouldn't care. It's the third people are observing you that you're worried about changing opinions of. That, that's that's good. Yeah. That's a good way of thinking of it. Yeah. You're not trying to convince one person. You're trying to convince the panel. Exactly. Essentially. Exactly. Yeah. It's a good way of thinking about it. I did read a little bit of round one before I gave up and thought there's too much going on. And I liked, I, I was worried at first because I saw you had 12 people in Shadowrun and they were all in round one. I'm right. like, well, that's a little odd. And I, apparently people were freaking out about that as well. And then you went into like day two, I think it was, where you had the breakout into specific threads. Exactly. So round uh, one was set up where it was an introductory night with everybody uh, in the, the tavern 
and they all had to kind of give up and give their awkward, you know, hello, this is me type speech. Hello, my name all is in one thread. I'm addicted to. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> Which with that many players in any type of a game is, is pretty unwieldy. And we knew that it was just uh, an initial kickoff point and a chance to give the players a sense of which breakout room kind of they wanted to go to. So part of getting through round one was to impress a sponsor who could financially support your character and then give them some financial uh, help as they move through the rounds, as well as some other mechanical benefits that would vary depending on, on which sponsor they had. So that wasn't super clear right from the get-go, and we had to tell everyone, okay, introduce yourself. And then day two, that's we had the sponsors introduce themselves, and then they each had their own thread so that the numbers would get down kind of to, to minimal groups. But people definitely freaked out a little bit, saying this is way too much for one thread when everybody's trying to write really long, <laughs> impressive posts. Uh, you know, it's a challenge for someone like me, and I, I took flack for saying this, but I don't enjoy reading and writing a whole lot. It's a task that I try to get through. And that gets really unwieldy really, really fast when you're doing this every single day. Yeah. Well, and, and King Monkey and I have taken the position that, in general, every post should not be post of the month worthy. But Outplay, being a competition, perhaps tweaks that a little bit. Yeah, the stakes are a little different. Yeah, the stakes are a little bit different. But I still think, I I personally think that the amount that is asked for during Outplay promotes maybe an unhealthy view of what the site wants or not unhealthy i guess but rather not every game post should be an outplay post right yeah it it promotes a routine that is not sustainable long term (laughs) and that may give people a false idea of what games should be like sounds like a highly photoshopped magazine cover (laughs) yeah yeah that's a good way to put it yeah actually that's that's what's caused me to hop in and be like hey can we get examples of what you're looking for posts posts that mirror what you're looking for because i saw that you don't like reading and writing a ton and i know last year there were a couple people who were like no these should have the xyz components and it should expand on these things in your background and why they're doing this and i'm like that's a lot of information so that's why i was like well can we get what the judges are looking for so that way people understand okay this is gonna feed to these judges or this style this is what they're looking for. And I actually, I was surprised I got some pushback about some of that, uh, just the idea there. And, and maybe it goes back to that idea that you can't, you can't define everything. <laughs> what you think you like might not be what you actually like. So just pointing to specific right. examples maybe is better than trying to describe. And I think we did try to accommodate some of that show a little bit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Eventually, eventually people were throwing that out there, which, which I very much thought everyone would benefit from if they took the time for it. Yeah, exactly. The pushback is we always try to avoid answering questions when people say, tell me how to win. (laughs) Yes. Oh, definitely. Well, there goes my strategy (laughs) for 2021. (laughs) Goodbye, outplay victory for 2021. Well, and going back to fart jokes, I was actually looking at possibly entering the Iron DM competition this year, and I had this idea, and I'm like, but it has to be a fart joke acronym. (laughs) The, The idea I had had, which I thought was cool, was a a retirement group for people who have been part of prophecy because you know we normally see them complete the prophecy and that's where the story ends i'm like but they they go on and live usually and so i I was brainstorming with a friend of mine because i'm like i need it to be some kind of fun acronym and they they recommended people of older prophecy and i'm like that shortens to poop that's great (laughs) (laughs) so there was there was a there was about a three-day period where I was considering applying to Iron DM with a poop joke. <laughs> I support that. 
100%. Yeah, I know you do. <laughs> Some of us would enjoy that. Yeah. But I would say lengthy posts does not equal good posts by default. Yes. Exactly. Economical storytelling can be just as engaging as long-winded storytelling. So, I mean, those are just styles of crafting. And yeah, I would imagine that if you're dealing with 20 or 30 odd people competing or even a dozen people competing, you want to make yours stand out to some extent. And maybe if everyone's doing long-winded posts, try and find a way to distill what you've got. You know? mm-hmm. And I think that sort of holds true for play-by-post in general. Oh, yeah, Dis- definitely. Just distill it to a nice, comfortable level. Not everything needs to be novella length, you know? Yep, exactly, exactly. Yeah, it's 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 a hard balance, yeah. especially in a daily posting competition that is about outplaying other people. So it, I... I definitely have mad respect for the judges, despite what it may look like at times from the outside. <laughs> you guys put a lot of effort in, so I just want to make sure that's out there. Let's get that officially on the record so people will leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> so I think what we're going to end this with is who started the round and who moved on. So King Monkey, the Shadowrun names. Uh, reading. And in case you, you have trouble, the Shadowrun names are the ones on the right. In the Shadowrun bracket, at the end of round one... We, we had seen tw- 12 people? 12 people. And their names are... Joey, do you want me to read the Shadowrun names? <laughs> uh, give us the username playing... Like, say, the okay. username playing character name. All right. Or writing or however... I don't care. However. Okay. Blackfire as the character Tamara. Ungainly Fool as the character Bonus. Gleeful Nihilism as the character... Jack Fetberg, playing the character of Colmo. Alphaz, as the character Sidelong. Sidelong. Okay. <laughs> In retrospect, I can see that that was much simpler than... <laughs> Daquilina, playing the character Stippas. Another Dragoon, playing the character Juwansithri. Bothers, Playing the character Simzeron. Rainy Day Ninja as the character Stretch Silk. Playing the character Jamo. Aunt Mousy playing the character of Vapor and User Tadhug. Playing the character Sersha. <laughs> and in the D&D bracket, we had User Ryber playing Ginnifer. Hotsusama playing Kelsey. Retry. Hold on, let me try that again. Retry, Retry. playing Retry. Gary Brayman. Sing us a song. It's the Piano Man 90 playing Sugaro. Wish Come On playing John Faraday. That's how she said it when our recording. Mythendil playing Rudolph, the red-nosed reindeer. That's my edition. Gath playing Nico, Nico, Nicola. Strange 2099 playing Sebastian, Tail playing Rill, Lalali. Sorry, can you can you repeat that one? <laughs> Rill, Lalali. Okay, good. Very good. And Stadiumite playing Lumen. And I'm going to put you on the spot again, B. Why don't you tell us the people that end up eliminated from this round? Yeah, so we let everybody that entered a character in round zero play in round one. 
we had the mm-hmm. players kind of vote for each other rather than the judges do it to see who who went through. And so we had eight from from each system uh, that made it through. So it'd be quicker to say those who didn't, but we'll stick with the ones who did. No, no, that's what I asked you to do. <laughs> exactly. Tell us who didn't. Simple instructions. Who did not. <laughs> no, I said, I definitely said, tell us the ones who didn't make who it didn't through. didn't make it through. All right. Yeah. Simple yeah. instructions. We, we already covered, covered uh, my struggle with those. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so in the D&D bracket, we had two who did not make it through with the 10 applicants. So that was Teal with Rilalee and Statumite with Lumen. Uh, we had to say goodbye to at the end of round one. And on the Shadowrun side, I uh, was tagged with Seoris, uh, Antimousy with Vapor, Silk with Jamo, and Rainy Day Ninja with Stretch, I believe, were the ones who did not make it through. And I'll just have you know that your normal hosts read the people who did their best and tried, and it's the it's those darn reds who are eliminating people. So just just as a, you know, just keep that in mind when you're throwing things around. It's the reds. We'll take the blame. I'll take the blame. It's all right. (laughs) Oh, that was our intention from the beginning. Oh, yeah. Yeah, That is is literally why you're here. You ride the bus, you you get thrown under it. Well, when you when you take an application to be a red, I mean, there's there's one question on there, and it says, can we throw you under the bus? And if you say yes, you're in. If you say no, you're out. (laughs) That does not surprise me in the slightest. But with that out of the way, next time we'll hit round two. But for today, we're going to do Adventure Assemble! Out of curiosity, Blowgun, do you have a jaunty theme song for the Adventure Assemble segment? I, I was not well prepared enough to, no. Yeah, here's the thing. I am never prepared to do it, but I do it anyway. <laughs> so I guess I'm asking my red question. Are you willing to be thrown under the bus and come up with at least two or three lines of a song? Yeah, are you going to give me a time limit on this, or is this all improv again? Yeah, no. I, just go. <laughs> whatever comes to you. Feel the music that's around you. Let it Feel the beat your... of the rhythm of the night. Yeah. All right. Just all to right. barge your way into it. <laughs> that's what he does. We got to put some parts together. We're going to call it an adventure. Boom, Let's see what happens now. Hey, and you know what? Nice. You get, I like it. I like it. You get a hundred more points than he normally does because there's a very decided beat to that that I can use. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was good. That was good. I have to cut King Monkeys up so hard every time because he's not consistent at all. <laughs> What's Rehaithma? Rehaithum? I don't know. Oh, jeez. Sure. I thought you were reading one of the usernames again. <laughs> yeah. But we're going to include B on this as well. So if you've got 2d6 handy, why don't you and King Monkey both roll 2d6 for me? All right, here we go. Can you please describe your dice? Oh, My d6s are white generic dice stolen from the Yahtzee box. Oh, Whew. hardcore. This is, why, this is why the kind of dice don't matter. <laughs> And I roll an eleven. Mine are transparent and glittery. One's blue. You one's roll, pink. What? What? What are the numbers on both dice? Six and five. Six and five. All right. So six gives us water again. Five gives us mixed. That doesn't help. Mixed what? Two or more vegetation types. Okay. So roll two more and re-roll anything over a four. 
now be on your side. Go ahead, below. Yep. Yeah, yeah, you, you below. I got one die to reroll. Okay. I got a five. Okay, and a four. All right, we're gonna do forested barren. All right, so we've got water, forested barren. Are we back in the okay. fractured lands where they had those? You know, those I feel like islands, but now they're flooded. I feel like the the fractured lands and the poison swamp might be abutting close to each other. Okay. This might be where they meet. Right. Okay. Okay. So we've got kind of like a blasted dead tree trunky area that has this low sludgy water, yeah. but also never rises too high because you it's it goes into this broken area. Okay. Okay. All right. Why don't you give me your two d six there, King Monkey? I got a one and a five. One and a five. That gives us. Caves. Hmm. So as the land fractured, maybe if there was upheaval, it sort of laid bare a number of uh, tunnels that had previously not been identified. That could be. You got any ideas there, Belogan? No, I'm fresh out. <laughs> <laughs> I used them all up with the songs. I'm very sorry yeah. about that. <laughs> Way to go, King Monkey. You there ruined crea- the guest. There was a creativity like pool, and I think I drained it. So. Yeah, I think I think you're on the right path there. I think the caves exist on that like last third between the two areas where the cracks get wider and so you can actually get down in there and it, it reveals this underground cave system. And so now you've got water falling over some of these entrances and it's just a bunch of openings that people didn't know were there. I hmm. wonder what lived inside or maybe still lives inside those caves. Well, for that, I'm going to have to wait for the PDF to load so I can go to the right page. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're always at the uh, mercy of the PDF. Stupid PDFs. Let's do... Certainly not PDQ. <laughs> oh, hey All right. You got... <laughs> I apologize for that. <laughs> apologize for nothing. Do you have a D20 handy, Belogan? I do. Awesome. Give that a throw for me. All right. Sparkly blue D20. Here we go. Hurl it like a young player. In an argument with their siblings. Exactly. <laughs> All right. We rolled a 13. Thir- I w- my eyes were already on that number, honestly. <laughs> that is a doppelganger. Okay. Oh. Doppelganger. Oh, okay. And remember, King Monkey, this comes before the one we already recorded. Okay. So we can't use any of that and reference it. No, no. That's fine. <laughs> that's fine. Hmm. Is it? Do you think it's just one or are there several doppelgangers down here? You know what? I'm wondering if there might be doppelgangers in amongst the elves who are behind some of their manipulations. Oh. Or, so what are they or doing here? Or is maybe okay. maybe the doppelgangers are among the elves working against the elves' manipulations. Mm. Mm. What do you think, B? Got anything? No. I'm gonna stick to my answer. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> Totally fine. I, I definitely, I, I definitely won't make you look bad in the post edit. Definitely won't, you know, edit in. You know, <laughs> the Logan failed to add anything. Throw him under this. the bus again. <laughs> He's gonna add clown sound effects and everything. Yeah. <laughs> honking hey, noises. Logan, you got anything? No. <laughs> no, we can't use that. What were you thinking? <laughs> oh, whoa, whoa! We keep this PG friendly, buddy. <laughs> All right, so here's here's my thought. You have your caves and your water that's running through them. The reason that the water's come through and rushed everything out is because it wasn't inherently there. Um, there were some caves that were being dug by these doppelgangers who happened to be taking the form of moles digging in the ground. 
And when they break through at a certain point, the water follows them through and wipes everything out, making everything barren. So there's your caves, there's your doppelgangers. Feel free to use none of that, but that's my idea. And now the <laughs> No, that's not that's not bad. Maybe the doppelgangers are forced to the surface where they were previously a subterranean race. Well, I think I think we can get bo- the best of both worlds here. I think they were built digging this out for some kind of subterranean base of operations and they have infiltrated several different groups under you know the guise of getting information maybe maybe the doppelganger race arose out of this poison swamp we know it created the mimics in this world right maybe it also created this race of doppelgangers and so there some of them are trying to blend in some of them are seeking information they're trying to find out like can we get our fingers in things can we make it so that we can come out of hiding and that's how they actually discover this evil elf plot. And they also discover the good elf side of things, too. So they are a unifying force here, potentially. But now, with the falling satellite that broke the world in this area, yeah. it's revealed some of that. And there's potential for them to be in trouble and exposed. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So we got some Anything else? plot elements going on here. It sounds pretty good. Yeah. I think I think that I think that works out uses a bit of everything and and that's why the poison swamp isn't as big a deal because it keeps getting drained as fast as it's renewed. They drain the swamp. Oh no! <laughs> Stay out of politics. Sorry, did this just get political? <laughs> yeah. Tell me about the system of government for the for the God, doppelgangers. No. Are they are they a theocracy? Ignore all of that, please. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely will. Don't worry. Like I didn't even need to ask. It was just a formality. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a reflex at this point. <laughs> Please ignore ignored. All right, cool. That covers that. And with all that done, any last words, Belogan, before we sign off for this episode? Uh, I'll just uh, publicly admit: if you think the dice roller is rigged, it is. <laughs> Okay. We <laughs> knew it! I knew I, it! I, I knew oh, I'd been coded oh, against from day one! <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. They told but me I was that, mad, but I knew it. With that stunning admission out of the way, we done. We is done. That's it. Craig, cease recording.